Hey man, how's it going? It's it's chilly, uh, yet refreshing. I'll say. How about that? <laughs> it, it is chilly, especially uh, I forgot uh, my coat, but it is uh, certainly uh, tolerable for sure. We're uh, once again in in person. We are. We are. We're, we've got a streak. Our last, I I guess, was it the one with Jody? Was our last remote recording? It so was. We've got three under our belt now that are in yeah. a row in person. Yeah. I really like the new equipment and. Uh, and, and being able to do it in person. Um, we'll see how long we can keep this up with the colder weather coming, sure. but if we can find uh, interesting creative places, uh, I think we can still pull off uh, a few and maybe just have to go back periodically to the the remote stuff. I know we got a couple of people that want to join us. Right. A guy from work and um, uh, Jody to come back for a follow-up so oh yeah yeah we got we got a lot of stuff in the pipeline but yeah the uh, the equipment is really good it's a good setup and uh it mercifully saves any of us from having to edit anything afterwards yes yes so <laughs> so i'd almost rather be a little chilly than have to edit this exactly shit. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, I'll, I'll get in the car and drive and you know be a little little chill out it's fine although we did edit the uh, last episode uh, and uh, it was surprisingly, I guess I'm getting better visually at being able to see what sound patterns look like. So I was able to eyeball the uh, the place and uh, and pretty much get it get it clipped. Yeah. Um. So uh, so I'm learning a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I, I even noticed uh, not to spoil anything by uh, giving too many details. I had done a little bit of edit work uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, to, to snag a couple of sound clips, and uh, I got a little more comfortable. I just used GarageBand for. Is that what you normally? Yeah, use? that's what GarageBand? I'm using. Yeah. GarageBand. So I was just trying to kind of get used to that and figuring out sort of the uh, the mechanisms for like uh, quote unquote zooming in on it to kind of see more clearly where. Um, different things happen and to more granularly kind of cut it up. But uh, really, really cool tooling. It just takes a little bit of time to get used to it. I, I usually uh, have Chris Google some stuff for yeah, me. That's that's good, yeah, because he's the master at that. And then uh, uh, kind of figure that out. Uh, it was funny when we uh, when we first started doing the remote ones and uh, the uh, the metronome kept playing. And I was like, oh, yes. what the hell? <laughs> and, and, and so uh, – and I didn't know it was called a metronome. Uh, and so uh, I finally got that turned off so that when I was uh, exporting it, we didn't have this uh, TikTok sound coming across it. I was uh, I was mercifully familiar with that because when Brandy and I started doing the Unusually Pink podcast, uh, we were recording it directly in GarageBand. And uh, very early on, we had to figure out how to turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah. That was very, very annoying. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, speaking of her, um, it was a little confusing just a few minutes ago. It was. Um, because she was actually here. Um, she she stopped by to meet up with us so I could uh, give her some beer she had ordered from, uh, from Braxton. Actually, I think I ordered it for her because she was busy that day. Uh, which worked out because I think a couple of times we came here for work. Uh, we're on Thursdays, so I was driving during a Braxton release, and she would buy it for me. But um, I had had that one for for a couple of weeks now, and needed to get it to her. It was a little weird though because. Um Man, 
So uh, I, I got some more edit work. Yeah, today. that's so. Yeah, yeah. I keep hitting the wrong buttons on the soundboard. That's yeah. so. We're we're not gonna let we're not gonna edit that one out, John. Yeah, I'm not just, going looking for that. Nah, one. No, it's it's fine. Or I can do it. I don't. I don't mind. No, I, I don't. Just, it's, I, I, I it think can, it's it's part of the the podcast experience. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not familiar on uh, this new setup either, how to stop it uh, once I hit a sound as it's going. Um, yeah, and that one's like three or four minutes it, long. It is, it is. So I've ruined my own joke. Uh, everybody who's listening to this, all three people, they know I was going to hit the I don't even really like beer that much sound clip to it, make fun of Brandy. And what just, makes that more pertinent is that she said, oh, it's not a caller. It's two cans, and John explained, <laughs> well, it's the same amount. They just changed their packaging, and she's like, oh, well, that's better for me. That way I don't have to open the calorie and waste it, to which John and I are looking at, who can't drink 32 ounces 30, of beer? You can't, you can't drink, like, two pints of beer at one, one time? But, you know, I guess if you don't really like beer that much, then yeah. that's, that's a struggle. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we saw Brandy. Um, that was good. Still fairly confident she does not listen to our podcast. So I think it was pretty clear <laughs> from, from her comments that uh, that she doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. She's really into like uh, murder mystery podcasts, and apparently the fact that we uh, we murder Chris's reputation on this podcast isn't enough. Isn't enough. Yeah. So we do what we can, but you know, different different things for different people. So it's it's funny you uh, you bring up that Brandy doesn't listen to the podcast. So uh, this was a epic week, meaning the first week ever that anybody has said anything to us about listening to our podcast. Podcast and and I told you about one, but there were actually two more. Oh wow! So, uh, okay. So young William uh, commented uh, he liked a, a couple of podcast episodes, but he commented on the audio on the last one and said how good the audio sounded from Mad oh, Tree. Nice. So okay. he thought that our setup was working well, and and uh, um, for the, we we talked about this a little bit, but we have the. The, the new Zoom uh, PodTrack 4, but mm-hmm. we are, are also using a cloud lifter that we uh, picked up at the uh, Podcast Expo in Florida right at the beginning of uh, uh, COVID. Um, <laughs> very, very fond memories of that since that's the last time I've gone out and done anything in uh, the beginning of March. Exactly. And uh, so that was nice to hear that uh, that you know some feedback obviously on yeah. the episode, but but that the the sound was good because we. You know, we we are trying to to make sure that that everybody can enjoy the sound as well as the the content. And then um, a, a gentleman who is uh, uh, rotating out of the military uh, listened to our Cory Doctorow Little Brother Homeland Attack Surface podcast. Um, won't call him out by name. Don't know that he wants to be called out, but. Uh, uh, interesting to hear that he really liked the content and uh, also uh, went out and, and ordered the book. Oh, de- which is awesome. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the more people who read that book, uh, definitely the better. So if, if if one person reads the book as a result of that podcast, uh, mission accomplished. So uh, I, I mentioned uh, Jenny has a uh, uh, a friend in, in Owen County that uh, ran as a Democrat in a heavily GOP uh, district for state representative, and uh, she lost, um, unfortunately. But uh, she's a really good person, and we ran across here her out here actually at the farm, 
one night and we were chatting about things and, and the podcast came up. Um, she's a school teacher, and I think I probably mentioned the Cory Doctorow book, and then the podcast came up as a result of that. And so she said, well, could you send me where I can find the episode? And as I was uh, getting our breakfast this morning, online, <laughs> I was reading my email, and she replied back and said she really enjoyed the episodes. Oh, okay. And was Very there cool. a way for her to get notifications for our, our new episodes? So I'm going to – she's apparently not using a podcast app, so I'm going to walk her through that. And uh, and help her out with that. And I even suggested that she have a podcast. She's always had a lot to say. I liked her platforms when she was uh, running for state representative. And so uh, she sounded semi-interested in maybe uh, learning about podcasting. So uh, so maybe uh, – but that was kind of cool. So three people gave us yeah, feedback. That's, and that's, that's awesome. uh, kind of the first time ever except for early feedback is that people listen to what you all say. <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't throw shots at the individual, but yeah, my, my favorite comment I got was from somebody who was like, Hey, so I listened to, uh, listened to one of your podcast episodes the other day and I was like, Oh yeah. And, and they said, what do you all get out of that? <laughs> I just had to laugh. Oh, I don't, I don't think they meant it to come across the way that it came across, but it was, but that's the way it came it, across it to was, me. Yeah, it was, it was just funny though. But uh, also uh, to make up for my, my past mistakes. I don't even really like beer that much. Insert, insert that like three and a half minutes ago. That's what I meant to hit. <laughs> yep, yep. And we'll fix that in post-production. No, exactly. No, no, we won't. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, our editing team. We'll, we'll handle that one, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, we'll toss that off to them. Yeah, they, they do really good work. Uh, very quick turnaround times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this episode will be out by Christmas 2021. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> During which time, uh, hopefully we're not still under quarantine, but uh, for anyone keeping score at home, it's been 248 days. So that's exciting. And uh, COVID across the country is, uh, pandemic is ramping up as predicted. Yep. Um, early in the spring, early in the summer, late in the summer, early in the fall, everybody needed to do these things to keep this from happening. Nobody did those, and all the states are just exploding with cases and uh, uh, really crazy times. I I know, John, you and I have talked privately, but uh, it, it feels like things are going to get way, way worse for the next three to four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know. In the uh, in the U.S., we're now crossing uh, 150 thousand daily cases, um, which is just insane. Um, it is frustrating. I was actually reading a news article this morning about the situation in uh, Colorado, which um, it's it's getting extremely bad there. I mean, it's getting really bad everywhere in the, in the U.S., but um, their numbers are going up particularly high. And, you know, places are, again, they're starting to shut down restaurants, recommend you limit your gatherings, that kind of thing. Uh, but the public health officials, they have to be so frustrated because their main guidance is still like things wouldn't be nearly this bad if everybody would just wear a mask. Yeah. Like, just put the mask on. Um, and, and we've seen other places not struggling nearly as much. Um, somebody on my uh, Mastodon instance actually had posted earlier this week that he and a group of his friends had their first uh, board game night in months uh, because he lives in Australia and they had been like a week or two, I think, without any cases 
in the country and most of their restrictions were now lifted. Uh, so it was the first time that he and his friends were like, hey, let's all get together, hang out. Um, and they, they were able to feel comfortable doing so given the lack of cases that they've seen, whereas we are the exact opposite of that. Yeah, and, and there are a number of countries, not just Australia, but New Zealand and, yeah. and some of the Asian Pacific countries. And and they they got ahead of it. They did the right things. Mm-hmm. Their citizens participated um, and, and things are turning out much better for them. And, and we're, um, we've, we've talked about this. We're kind of the ugly Americans. It's, you know, it's, it's my body. It's, yep. it's my right. And, and, uh, um, the people just don't get it. And, and so now a couple of things it, in the early days of COVID, the mortality rate was, was higher than it should have been, but that was, that was just because nobody knew what it was and nobody knew sure. how to treat it. And so treatments got better. Less people have have died, uh, although the numbers are staggering um, in the United States. If you look at the excess deaths for the year so far, it's over 300,000, I believe. Yep. And, and if you look at the COVID numbers, we're not at that number yet, but I, I believe the COVID numbers are conservative, not, uh, not overstated. And, um, uh, and then, but the other side of that, and, and been reading a lot over the past thirty days about the long term health effects, mm-hmm. and and those long term health effects are are significant, and people are reporting uh, fuzziness, uh, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, uh, specific lung and heart issues that they likely will never recover from, and now we're seeing the mortality rate go up in addition to those long-term things. And uh, it just seems like there are so many positives that it's at some point we're going to have to be in a serious lockdown to keep people away from each other. And and I get that that, that impacts the economy. It impacts people's income and all those things. But all we needed was people to try to do mostly the right thing. You didn't even have to be perfect, yep. and we would not be as a country where we're at today. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating to hear people talk about like, well, you know, we, we can't have these horrible economic side effects. Shutting things down isn't an option, and I'm like, if everybody would have just done the bare minimum to begin with, followed the rules, didn't have big gatherings, wore their mask we'd be getting over this and the economy could be recovering much more quickly. Um, instead people, you know, ranting and raving about, oh, it's my right to go out if I want to there. Those are the people who are making the situation worse and dragging it out even longer. You know, nobody, nobody liked to gather like, like we did. But oh yeah. Prior to COVID we, uh, we spent way too much money and way too much time um, all the time socializing and, and, and hanging out and, and all those cool things. And, and it's fun, but it really wasn't that difficult for either of us to do the right thing. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I know we've talked about it before on the podcast that, you know, at least uh, a few nights a week, a bunch of us would hang out after work and grab some drinks. We'd meet up on the weekends to hang out. 
I was the person, if nobody was around or had anything to do or they had other plans in the weekend, I was not bothered at all on, you know, Saturday. I'll just go out and hang out at a bar by myself. I have no qualms about doing that. And I like, if I'm going to, I can, if I can sit around and read my RSS feeds, if that's what I'm going to do, and I can either do that on my couch or I can do it at a bar, I'm going to pick the bar every time. 100%. and, uh, you know, it's, it's sure it sucked to stay cooped up at home the whole time, but you know, and you get a little stir crazy, get a little cabin fever sometimes, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're right. It's not been like this humongous struggle to know that, okay, I need to stay home and do the right thing. I'll just stay home and do the right thing. Would it be nicer to be out? Absolutely. Would it be nicer to hang out with our coworkers uh, a couple nights a week and see each other? Absolutely. But it's not asking. It's not an. It's not a big ask no. um, to to not have done that for two hundred and forty eight days now. So the, the the people who are like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, is it? <laughs> yeah, it seems like if we had done what we needed to do in the summer, we wouldn't be experiencing what we're going, what's going on now, and and by all accounts, things are really, really. It's going to be a dark winter. It's going to be yeah, a long dark winter. It, it is. It is. I think. Uh, yeah, that that the trends we're seeing now are going to continue through the winter. It's going to be harder on all the businesses that, you know, like we talked about last time, can't do the same kind of outdoor setups that they necessarily have. Um, it's it's going to be a rough time. But you know what else is really dark? The beer we're drinking. The beer that we're drinking. And <laughs> first, where are we? We're at the Wessex uh, Farm. We are. We are. We kind of got sidetracked there pretty quick. But uh, yeah, we are once again at the Wessex Farm. Um, they're not open? They are not open yet. Uh, so we figured we'd kind of come out here a little early today, brave a little bit of the cold, and uh, do a recording. So as is our normal theme when we come to the West Six Farm, we like to drink West Six beers. So we're drinking a collaboration today um, that also is pretty fitting for the fact that it just crossed the 11 a.m. mark. Uh, we are drinking the Country Western Stout. Cinnamon Toast Stout, uh, a collaboration with Country Boy and West Six. I think this is volume eight, maybe. Of I, I think that's right. Yeah. So uh, they always do something interesting each year, and and uh, I especially like this one. And, and this is certainly, while I would drink it any time, it's certainly a breakfast beer. It. I am hard pressed to think of a better kind of breakfast beer, especially if you're like a stout person. Um, that I mean, it's it's like cinnamon toast. It's literally perfect and it's also what you need when you're sitting outside and it's like 43 degrees <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. good fit <laughs> especially when you forgot your uh, your coat yeah that uh that does make it a lot worse um although hilariously enough given that it was kind of chilly uh this morning as i was heading out the door i actually thought you know it's a little cold i don't know how to be sitting out there um luckily mercifully right now there's zero wind uh, if there was any wind we would be in much worse shape uh, but I thought to myself, maybe like a hat would be prudent this morning. And uh, I grabbed sort of the one of my lighter uh, beanies to throw on. And my quarantine hair is now such to the point that like the beanie doesn't even fit on uh, my head anymore. And it looks completely ridiculous. So I was like, well, I guess we're, we're going to scrap that idea. So so I last night packed up some gloves and my West Six beanie hat oh, nice. and put it in my coat pocket. <laughs> so my coat is sitting on my office chair. Uh, all ready to go for the cold weather podcasting. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll be better prepared for the next outside uh, <laughs> podcast since all my pockets are packed. 
<laughs> Say yeah. that twice. Ready, ready, and waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I think we were going to talk about some uh, tech stuff today. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, um, we put a bunch of stuff in the show notes, and we've had them there for a while. And and um, I'm curious where you're at with. Uh, iOS 14. I, th- I think we we were going to talk about iOS 14, Big Sur, and then the new Macs that got released last week. And and iOS 14 for me has uh, has been kind of a, an ease in sort of thing with me taking advantage of some of the features. So so some of them aren't aren't calling my name yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't I don't know what's going on with you in iOS 14. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I I didn't really see too many changes uh, personally with iOS 14 in my sort of normal workflow. Um, I, I do know that, uh, of course, I I upgraded to iOS 14 like the instant it was available on both my phone and my iPad. Um, every incremental update. I think the latest one's now 14.2, I believe. Um, everyone I've, I've snagged as quickly as I could. I, I Personally, I didn't run into any issues, so I didn't have any problems. I know uh, the initial iOS 14 release they ended up doing a 14.0.1 because some people were seeing really nasty battery drain and some other problems. I had no issues with it, uh, but I didn't really see any big uh, instrumental changes either. I know one of the things a lot of people were were stoked about, um, including world famous uh, iOS app developer Andrew Palumbo, were uh, the widgets. People were really excited about the widgets. I'm just I'm not a widget person. Um, I've had Android phones for nearly a decade before I switched to my iPhone. And I literally never really used widgets. I would have like maybe a weather one on my main my main home screen. Um, I also didn't like the home screens on Android and never made any of those either. But um, I never was a person to like fill it up with widgets. And so the idea of taking widgets and like interspersing those with your apps uh, really does not appeal to me. I did add a couple of widgets to that sort of uh, sidebar area. I don't know what you call that in iOS that where you like swipe over to the far left yep. where like you would always see those things before. I added a few widgets in there for things like weather, stock ticker, a couple things like that that I would normally be looking at. Uh, but that's really about it. Um, the thing I was the most excited about was the, an under the hood thing that if you didn't read the notes, you'd probably not even know about, which was sort of the, uh, the Mac address randomization that they added um, as a as a privacy focused person, I really like that idea that every time you connect to a different Wi-Fi network, your phone will give a different Mac address specific to that network. So it's not random every single time. Uh, but every time you connect to that same network, it's going to give the same Mac address so that you don't have the same Mac across multiple networks, that sort of thing, uh, which is in my mind, a pretty nice feature. Honestly, I think if they randomized it every time, that would be sick. But uh, I see a lot of problems for for people who manage networks in that scenario as well. But um, and really, I guess the other thing that I've kind of liked is the uh, the update to Siri. I thought was really nice that it's no longer a full screen. Uh, you just kind of get that little siri orb uh, that kind of pops up at the bottom of the screen that it doesn't cover everything that you're doing at the moment so if you have a question for siri about like whatever you're working on or looking at at the moment you don't lose sight of that kind of nice but i mean overall 
nothing really too dramatic for me, I would are you, say. Are you using the Siri suggestions at the top of your uh, first screen? Uh, I am not, no. So so that's the one thing. So so I've got the widgets like you on the swipe left, and and uh, just honestly, I uh, um, they're they're not really um, they're they're on there, and I don't I don't I rarely look over and and do anything with right, them. Right, right. But the um, uh, that's that's funny. So the Siri suggestions now. So we've been home for two hundred and forty eight days, <laughs> and and so when we leave here, it's going to give me a route to, <laughs> to work, work. <laughs> which is my home. That's the first time I've noticed that. So so the Siri suggestions um, have gotten better. The, uh, I would always get these little pop ups in the past before I was fourteen. That like. Uh, when I was at my mom's, it would tell me how long it's going to take me to get home. Right. And then last year, I usually left my mom's house and would come to the West Six Farm. So it always routed me to West Six Farm. <laughs> when I get up in the mornings, it would route me to McDonald's, which is two minutes away. And uh, and so now the series suggestions on the the my first screen. It's kind of interesting is that when I get in the car. It says you usually use Overcast, mm-hmm. the podcast app, when you get in the car. And so it has that queued up for me. And a lot of times if I'm in Frankfurt running errands, it'll pop up and says you usually text Jennifer when you are uh, uh, here. Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's kind of um, – that functionality is is better, sure, and and so it's kind of a one click thing for me to to do that. As we talked in a couple of episodes ago, I was rolling through all the Cory Doctorow books, and I had those in Overcast uploaded, right. and so that was a real easy way for me to get into those. I'm now back to listening to my podcast, and and so that's that's still the same. Um, when I have a particular kind of uh, headphone. I have some over-the-ear Jabra headphones. It uh, it asked me if I want to do Overcast, and when I put in my uh, uh, AirPods, it asked me if I want to join Teams. Right. So, pretty nice. All kind of good things. I've I've wanted to get into the the widgets, but they just they just don't call my name on the phone. Now on the iPad, I have put some on there, and so like the top news stories and some weather and things like that. And does that does that come from your Apple News Plus subscription that you have again? It it does come from <laughs> Apple News Plus subscription that that I signed up for reluctantly again and haven't yet canceled and now you have me uh thinking about the Apple One subscription. Yep. So you're just costing me mo money, mo money, more money. <laughs> I believe that was a previous yeah, episode. I think so. <laughs> so uh, um, along those lines, I have a question for you later. But uh, so so I am using the, the widgets uh, a little bit more on the iPad. Uh, I have an, a 12.9-inch iPad Pro. I use it uh, extensively during mm. the day. In fact, I join all my Teams calls and Zoom calls from the iPad. If I need video, generally I will just turn on the video on my MacBook Pro with no sound right. and uh, and and 
and have two sources coming in like that. But the uh, I like to use the iPad because at home it gives me flexibility. I have a cellular cellular plan as well, so if my network goes down, I have that in addition to the Cradle Point sure. network that we still need to maybe do some setup on. But um, it allows me if if Pearl needs to go out, I can just grab the iPad, leave my my AirPods in, and walk out in the front yard, and sure. and uh, a lot more flexibility there. So. I pretty much use the iPad Pro all day, every day. So those widgets are interesting to glance down at. And um, um, so uh, so that's been useful. Outside of that, I've, I've wanted to, to kind of go and, and, you know, I have some folder structures that I have longstanding folder structures of how I have my apps organized. And there's some new functionality there, and and they kind of pop up in in logical grids, and and I haven't done any of that yet. Okay, I was I was actually about to ask you. It's like you read my mind. Uh, if that made a difference for you, I am I'm personally not like an app guy. Um, I've across all my devices, I've had a very low number of apps installed. Typically, um, anytime I. I very frequently will just use the uh, like the browser-based versions of things. So like whenever I use Mastodon, for example, there are a bunch of good Mastodon apps for iOS, but I'd honestly rather just open the browser and, and go to it. So I don't have a ton of apps. I have three pages of apps and those pages are not full. So I almost never go to that new structure they've made to the far right of all your app lists where they do those logical groupings. So I was curious if you found use in that. Um, I personally would think if I had enough apps where I was like, I'm not entirely sure where this one is, I would use the same functionality that's been there for a long time where you can kind of pull down from the top and get that search and you can search for it uh, almost like Spotlight on Mac OS. And, and that's what I do. Yeah. So, and, I, and I use that extensively. Um, I got the new iPhone. It showed up yesterday. Right. I got the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And uh, I did the iCloud uh, um, Restore, which does a much better job than it used to do in the old days. But there's still some broken glass. You have, you've got to go in and put in your passwords on all your email accounts. Sure. Some app accounts come down and they're fine. Others don't. Um, this morning, my... Um, um, my Subaru remote start needed to be dumped in there, uh, yeah. and uh, and then the restaurants that we were going to get breakfast from those had to be dumped in there, and and so I got through some of those last night. I think there's still some more I haven't found yet, um, and uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I am. I live the app life. Sure. And and I have eight or nine screens of apps. I should go in and clean up because because I try them and then I abandon them. Uh, so so I should go in and clean those up. But right now I am paying for two hundred gig of of backup between my devices. iCloud backup. Uh, maybe going to the two terabyte plan depending <laughs> on if uh, you talk me into uh, Apple One and then that one. That one makes more sense for me because I can add some family plan people sure. and things like that. That's a little different than your situation, but um, so so 
that's something I still want to try is, is some of those groupings and, sure. and see if that makes more sense. But right now, you know, I, I needed to find one password. I just pulled down and searched for it. Um, you got some beer for me uh, a couple of days ago, yep. and so I needed to Venmo you. I have no idea where the Venmo <laughs> is. Uh, I don't even know what the icon looks like. Right. <laughs> and I just pulled it down and, and hit it and uh, Venmoed it. Interestingly, uh, I paid you with Venmo – um, from the new phone, and it automatically logged me in. Ah, so that, okay. that all, was not a all those creds came in. down. Yeah. yeah, so Venmo was one of them that worked, and a lot of the others uh, didn't work. Not sure how I feel about that. Um, about that caching, but uh, uh, probably something to to be more thoughtful about. But uh, but it was an easy process. So got the phone. Uh, was able to uh, to put them beside each other, do some security things, reauthenticate. Mm-hmm. I did have to re-add all my Apple Pay stuff and my Face ID, obviously, and sure. some things like that. But uh, the the biggest consumption was uh, pulling down the content in the various apps. I believe Overcast. Uh, I'm thinking last night when I was doing the other thing that we'll get to. Um, I'm, I'm betting on my network. I was competing against, uh, my phone update and that's why some other things were taken. I could, I could, I could see that. Yeah. If you got a a lot of content, I am, uh, the nice part about the, the way I kind of handle my phone is that when I get a new phone, uh, I rarely to never do like a, a transfer or anything like that. I just set it up as, as clean slate and, and kind of go from there. Some of that might be a little different, um, just sort of the way. Apple handles things that um, the things at least linked to like my iCloud account uh, would still be there, but like apps and that sort of thing. I'm just like, nah, if I really want it, I'll, I'll go download it again. And I kind of like that clean slate approach, but I don't keep nearly as much stuff on my phone. Uh, my, my current iCloud usage, uh, I, I got a notification the other day right before I signed up for Apple One uh, letting me know that I had used half of my iCloud storage, which I was on the free five gigabyte plan. So I had two and a half gigs of storage used. I uh, I have that FOMO thing, fear of missing out. And so anytime there's a new app, I feel like I want to try it to see what it is, how it might benefit me. And, and you know, people ask you all the time, ask me all the time about stuff. And so I like to be... You know, try to be knowledgeable, and if somebody needs help with a question, then then sometimes I can say, "Oh, well, I tried this app, and mm. it sucked." Right. So, or it was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm that person who like will look at an app and I'll read all the reviews and I'll look it up online, and then I'm just like, "Eh, I'm not sold. I'm not going to bother with it yet." And I uh, I definitely try to keep my apps to a minimum. Part of that's probably coming from the world of Android where um, apps are creepier. Yes. Um, apps do tend to be, and they've they've gotten better with the more recent releases of Android where you install an app and it says this app wants these permissions. Are you okay with that? Do you want to block certain permissions? That kind of thing. Uh, but many apps on Android are extremely overzealous uh, in the access that they want. You know, it'll be like, a note-taking app and they're like, well, we need access to your cellular data, the microphones, everything else. And, you know, it'll, it'll be for something that they'll justify. Like, well, we need the microphone because you can record voice notes or something like that. But I'm just like, 
do you, really you need access to like the full disk storage like i know you got to write your notes local but like the full disk i don't think that's right so um i've, I've become slightly paranoid i think from years of bad android apps that i, I tend to be concerned yeah I, I i would agree in fact uh i think so i turned my uh Nexus 7 on the other night. Uh, you've talked me out of spending my Bitcoin right now, even <laughs> though it's it's at a relatively high mark. Um, I'm going to see if it creeps up a little more. And so my Nexus 7 is where my Bitcoin wallet is. And I have not had that tablet on in a year. Right. Since, uh, since the last time Bitcoin crashed. So it's probably been a year. And... Uh, I turned it on a few nights ago. Hell, that could have been my bandwidth problem because I bet that sucker is still updated. I bet. <laughs> I, I bet those apps are just running wild. So uh, I plugged it in and uh, got a little power to it. It was dead. And uh, that thing's probably still downloading shit. <laughs> so several days later. Oh, that's it. You got to go on your cradle point there and QoS that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. But, um, so, so one of the things I know, so I was hoping in iOS 14, something magical would happen with contacts and it didn't. And, and it just feels to me like contacts are broken in Apple and that I have so many contact buckets and, and now I am getting People, if I add them to my phone on messages on my on my uh, iPad or my Mac, the names don't come across. So I just get the oh. numbers, and and so it just feels like contacts is completely broken. So I've been looking at at ways to fix that, ways to repair that, and um, once upon a time I used a product called BusyCal or Busy Calendar. And uh, it it really made sense of of iCal, and they just upgraded and they became new new cost or new subscriptions, and I kind of bailed. But they have uh, a busy contacts, and so I started looking at those, and then I thought, well, they got a bundle, so I could get busy Cal and busy busy calendar and busy contacts, and you know just kind of have better apps. And Busy Calendar also supports O365, so I could oh, drop okay. all of that in and and kind of have um, the way my watch works. Um, I can't have both Outlook set up and and Calendar set up. The Apple Calendar, I, I can only get one of them in the middle of my watch, so gotcha. I, I'd like to get a consolidated view as my meetings come across. So just been thinking about all that and looked at the pricing. And then there's two or three other apps. I used to run uh, iStat Menus and a couple of other things, and so have been uh, have been looking at uh, SetApp again, like I need another monthly <laughs> subscription. And uh, so I was looking at SetApp last night while my phone while my phone was updating, and both the BusyCal Busy app are on there. I stat menus. Been looking at Ulysses for a little writing, as you know, I'm uh-huh. fiddly on writing and task management apps. Um, task Paper is on there. I've looked at it periodically. Uh, I know I've shared a couple things with you lately about 
some solutions and and nothing is really working for me right now um we i think uh, we're both using um meister task right now yeah. and 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 that's working for the task management but but not for some of the other stuff i like to do um i like to, i like to bullet journal and and while i'm trying to do that in in task in in meister task um, something like task paper or something else might be a little better for that. Yeah, I've I've not I've I've found Meister Task really good for sort of tracking what I need to do, and I maybe will add like a quick note into it, just sort of with a, a relevant link maybe, or just like a quick sentence or two expanding upon the task. But anytime I have like significant notes associated with that task, I'm using another app for that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, Mars edit, which is kind of the, one of the preeminent, uh, text editors, uh, for Apple fanboys is, is in set app now as well. Um, I already have the, uh, the uh, wireless uh, app that we both use, uh, but it's in there as well. And, and there's a whole bunch of things. And so I'm kind of pondering another, uh, I'm, I'm pondering uh, Apple One and that. So so uh, we might need to have another subscription show uh, after the first of the year. And, and maybe, maybe there's a New Year's resolution to... Uh, to trim, so I think I think that'll be a good uh, idea because I have been on uh, a bit of a crusade, not necessarily a successful one, uh, to trim down some of my subscriptions. I've added some subscriptions. I would guess I've probably broken about even, but it'd be cool to do an episode on that. I think and yeah. actually see how that's changed since it's it's been, I guess probably over two hundred and fifty days. Because I think we were talking. Of, was that one of the things we talked about in Florida? I think it was. Yeah, during the Podfest Expo. So yeah, I'd be curious how um, between just the time and the pandemic, how those subscriptions have changed. Yeah, and and um, I'm trying to figure out. Um, so so I did. Uh, um, I had a uh, mind. I thought. I thoughts. Uh, mind mapping app and it was a subscription and so I've turned it off. Um, I canceled Disney Plus uh, a few days ago and uh, I just need to go through and, and clean up some other things. I also need to to move some things to paid accounts like Proton Mail and some other things like that just to, to support. Um, I was going to mention to you, so uh, you can donate to Signal. And I need to do that. So, so I had some signal problems migrating from the old phone to the new phone, and and I couldn't get migrated so that all my conversations uh, showed up. Not a big deal. Been nice to have them, and so um, I opened a support ticket. And Which within, I didn't. I didn't even know it was a thing you could do with Signal. By the way, not only is it. <laughs> a thing you can do they fucking rock <laughs> so um, so I sent them my support ticket and they asked if I would send them the debug file and I did and they said here's the list of things you can try and I said I did that and it still didn't work and then about an hour later I got an apology email from their service desk that said if you can hold off we're going to have an update that fixes this issue next week. Oh, okay. And and so 
they knew fairly quickly. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the only person. It, it sure. was a, a an iPhone update day, but it was probably a busy day and trying to do event correlation and figure all that out. And uh, they were super cool. And then they said, but we'll give you the beta now and it'll work. <laughs> All you got to do is go into test flight, and they gave me step-by-step instructions. At this point, I had already decided that I'm just going to go on and and set it up, and and you know the other stuff will come back to me. I right. had I had you text me a couple of things so that those groups showed up and and got re-entered and stuff like that. N- no big deal, but but they actually enrolled me in the beta and said, you can go ahead and have the beta. And then here will be the instructions on how you back out a test flight when the new app comes yeah, down. Go, go back to stable. And, and then this morning they, uh, they emailed me again. I, I gave, I, I wrote them a very nice reply last night and thanked them and told them they rocked. And, uh, this morning they said, that's cool. But if you still want to do this, here's some other things you could do. But, uh, but thanks. And uh, just boom, boom, boom for um, for a free app that uh, that protects you, and uh, uh, it was a really, really good experience. That's that's cool, both from the customer support side and just the fact that like they owned that. Hey, there's there's an issue, and we're working to fix it, which I always appreciate. I hate when. You think there's probably an issue, but the company just kind of blows smoke or the yep. developer kind of like gives you the runaround and and then suddenly it's magically fixed the next time the app updates, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I always appreciate when they uh, they own that, that sort of thing too. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's software and uh, software has bugs. Nobody makes perfect software. Um, hasn't happened yet and probably never will. <laughs> so not you know, going to happen. It's definitely understandable uh, and and cool that they were so responsive. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean it was um it was unexpected uh, on many levels. I was just like, you know, I'm going to send this off into the wind and then I'm I'm going to figure it out and right, do my own thing right. and and uh, I even even had you give me a team's call and kind of see if you had any ideas last night and we played around with a couple things. None none of it worked. There's um it, it seemed like on the current Signal app, the local network feature was broken right. on the new phone, and and so I'm guessing that's what they're they're fixing so that they could get those things to move across. But uh, yeah, because that's that's sort of like I think what you see was sort of the uh, the OG like default signal behavior, which is hey, I move to a new device, I end up losing all my stuff, like my my chats. Um, contacts that sort of thing um so yeah that would that would make sense that, that new feature wasn't quite uh, working properly yeah so uh really really props out to them we'll 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 drop something in the show notes to to link to them and and i noticed when i was opening the ticket that there was a way to donate so that's the only reason ah, okay yeah it's cool it's it's embedded in in the setup area so i'll figure out how to how that works i didn't actually click on it but uh um, show them some love as well. So, uh, so while I might complain about subscriptions, I do think that it's important to um, to support developers. Uh, there was some texting that went on the other day, and and I'm thinking of the exact same thing. I'm actually uh, I'm I'm a little mad because when that happened, uh, and I I don't remember. It was so many years ago. I don't remember which web comic it was or anything like that, but. Um, 
our, our good friend Brandy, who uh, somehow continues to buy Apple equipment while avoiding an iPhone, I don't understand, uh, got a new uh, iPad Air. Yep. And was asking for some app recommendations, which you were sharing. And she was like, what? These aren't free apps. And the, the webcomic was basically the exact same thing. It's somebody goes out and buys like a $1,000 phone. They're like, oh my God, this phone is so great. It's amazing. It's going to change my life. And then in the next panel, they're bitching because they want to buy an app, but it costs 99 cents. Like, yeah. what? I'm not going to pay 99 cents for this app, though you just bought a $1,000 device. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> going to call her out, but since you did, it was... Uh, <laughs> I'll call uh, her out. Um, yeah. And, and, and all the apps I recommended... Are are top shelf apps that um, that the developers continue to invest in? Right, right. And and those are the sort of people that that you want to support. I, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, making applications is is difficult. It's not an easy or trivial thing to do. Um, making them. And continuing the ongoing support to add features, fix bugs, that sort of thing is even more difficult. And then you have the added benefit. I'm almost at the point where I would prefer paid apps because you can figure if I'm paying for this app, they're less likely to be doing something scumbag to make money off of me under the hood. I'm giving them money. They're not trying to like sell my info, or at least they're probably less likely to be trying to sell all my personal info or something like that. Yeah, it always felt like if the app is free, then then I'm the product. Exactly, exactly. And if I'm paying for it, I think there's much less of an opportunity for that. Um, not everyone's as benevolent as companies like Signal or ProtonMail that do give you a free offering that still isn't being invasive. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's nice to see and to to support those developers. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I don't know. So um, so I'm 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 toying with that that set app stuff. Um, I've wondered a bit if I am uh, shortchanging the um, the developer by by doing that, but they're making a choice to join set app. So I feel like. That burdens on them, not on me. I, I agree. I agree. And I mean, you're, you were, you're, I, at least in my opinion, you're paying for the product. And if they chose to enter into an agreement where, you know, that's part of their deal. Um, and if there are multiple things in there that it's cheaper to go that route than to get them individually, it just makes sense. Um, I, I would think slash hope if that was like an untenable situation for the developer, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go that route in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Big Sur. So Big Sur. You jumped on it immediately. I did. I was uh, kind of busy, so I got on it last night. But uh, you had a good experience? Uh, I did. I did. So I was um, I was actually helping a, a good friend of mine. Um, I guess it was Thursday night. Um, they do very similar work to me, but from the opposite side. So I do a lot of uh, DevOps type work coming more from an operations background. Uh, my friend does DevOps style work coming from more of a dev background. Um, so I was helping them for probably about three hours on Thursday night with some issues they were running into at their job, DNS stuff, whatever. And uh, during that troubleshooting, I got the pop-up that said, hey, 
you can install Big Sur. And I was like, oh, the second I'm off this call, I'm going to do it, which, you know, is not necessarily the most sound judgment to install a brand new operating system the second it comes out. But I did it anyway. Um, Went through the 12 gig download that it was. Um, Took me probably about 30 minutes to download, maybe another 30 to 45 minutes for it to go through the install. Um, Everything was fine. Um, Install was cool. Afterwards, uh, the new user interface, I really like. Uh, A lot of the icons look slicker. I haven't yet tested Apple Mail to see if it's still hot garbage, but uh, I do plan to do that. Um, The only issue I have run into so far is that, uh, at least at the moment, uh, Homebrew is broken. Um, Everything that I've installed through Homebrew still works. It's just if I try to pull updates through Homebrew, um, it throws some errors. The Homebrew team is working on that, so I'm not super concerned. But um, Everything I've seen is for the better. I have not run into any issues or anything like that yet. Um, Like I said, the new interface works really well. Uh, I do use Safari as my main browser, so I like the updates to Safari. Messages, which I use heavily, is much nicer. Um, And and I do kind of like that they've updated that sort of like little control center, almost like what I would see on my iPad if I want to do things like turn Wi-Fi off or on, Bluetooth, that sort of thing. Um, And the same kind of with your notification bar, um, that just now pops out from like when you click on the clock and you can do some widgets in there as well, uh, which I've got basically the same ones that I'm using on my phone and iPad um, over there for things that I'm, I'm at least curious about. And, and I clicked accidentally when we showed up today and, and those widgets are in, and notifications yep. showed up and that was, that was a nice feature. So uh, I didn't update till last night while we were talking um, throughout the evening and so um, um, I am. I don't have as many uh, minutes in yet, but I will say that uh, they improved the UI in uh, Mail.app. So, so I live in that. I've got uh, about uh, eleven or twelve email accounts, and so um, those all appear uh, on the side. I like the way they look. Um, I like the new arrangement. Um, they did move some of the the icons at the top, but uh, I like those as well. And and the overall UI is is um, more smoothing, more graceful. I don't know if those are any appropriate words, but but I like the way it looks. I like the way my app uh, launcher at the bottom. Uh, looks a little nicer. It does. It does. And uh, the one under the hood thing uh, that I I didn't realize they had added to Big Sur, but I noticed yesterday is now um, it's it's been a feature in iOS for some time since before I started using iOS, where it kind of has some intelligence behind it in when it charges the device because it's it's bad for a lithium ion battery to sit at a hundred percent capacity uh, for an extended period of time. So at least sometime before I got my iPhone, whenever I charge it, if I'm to charge it overnight, it learns usually when I wake up and it won't charge it the full way overnight until, you know, maybe the last hour or so before I wake up, it'll charge it from 80% to hundred. So it's not sitting all night at hundred uh, percent. They have now added that into Big Sur. So usually in the mornings, um, since we've been 
working from home for 248 days. Um, usually in the mornings, I'll be randomly around my apartment uh, in some different places. And then usually in the afternoons, I'll actually dock my laptop and work from my desk. Uh, and I noticed uh, after lunch yesterday when I docked my laptop that it gave me a little notification that said, hey, we're using, uh, I don't remember the verbiage for it, but um, we're using like battery analytics or whatever it is they're calling it. And uh, you can disable that if it's something that, you know, if, if your schedule's too variable, that's going to be a problem. Um, but it'll tell you when, what time frame it's operating on. So like I docked mine at about one when I, I came back from lunch and it told me, hey, uh, we're going to charge to 80% until four o'clock. And then at four, we'll start charging from 80 to 100. Um, given that I usually wrap up sometime after six, that kind of put it online. So I really like that feature too. And I think that'll be beneficial to me. Um, I stay plugged in a lot. And, and so that intelligence, I think, will help help my uh, my battery lifespan yeah, a great absolutely. deal. Absolutely. Um, it'll also help some people uh, not to... Uh, name names, Andrew Palumbo, uh, who literally leave their device plugged in all the time. Like even if they're not using it at the end of the day, like they leave it plugged in, Yeah, uh, which that, that tends to wreck your battery pretty quick. It does. It does. Um, I, I'll tell you that. Uh, so, so I reached out to you and I said, so was it, was it a light lift or a heavy lift? And uh, you said super light. And uh, it was uh, just like getting a new UI and some more features there was uh, so far. There's nothing I've come across that's been a problem. I haven't had to re-enter passwords anywhere. Yep. There hasn't been any broken glass, um, um, and that's unusual for an Apple OS <laughs> upgrade on the Mac. Yeah, I remember. I didn't. I had fewer problems upgrading to Catalina than most. I think. Uh, but still, there was a bit more involved in getting some stuff situated and sorted out after the Catalina upgrade. Um, like you said, I really didn't have to do anything. Um, my only thing is I'm just um, I'm waiting for Homebrew to get fixed before I update stuff through it. But that's so insanely minor. Um, it doesn't impact like my day to day workflow or anything like that. And every other app that I had just still works. Um, no compatibility yeah. problems or other issues like that. Yeah, I've been real impressed so far. Um, I know we were going to talk about uh, maybe some of the new announcements, but I'm thinking uh, we're running pretty close to when they're going to open these garage yeah. doors. And um, we're not that far off from uh, shipping. So you and I will likely have a new uh, Mac laptop with the Apple Silicone in it. Uh, so why don't we... Uh, why don't we just use that as a teaser and say <laughs> we uh, have that coming? Coming soon. Um, additionally, since I know Jenny doesn't listen to the podcast, <laughs> um, I ordered her. Uh, she's she's got a, a four to five year old uh, MacBook, twelve inch that she loves, and she'd like a new one, but they're not going to make those anymore. And so I've gone out on a limb, and for Christmas I am I'm getting her the new MacBook Air, double the RAM, double the storage, uh, many times more processor than's on that sure. 12 inch. Um, she has a side hustle as a professional photographer. Um, I don't know that I think I shared this with you. I asked her, uh, I told her that they had a sale on. Uh, 
external storage uh, Black Friday sale, and so I wanted to see what size hard drive she had. Just wanted to make sure. I was pretty sure it was a 256. And so she sent me the About Your Mac screen capture, and it it was just the CPU and the RAM and stuff. Right. And I said, I need you to click on the storage button and do the same. So she did that and sent me a picture of that. And so it, she does have a 256 gig one left, and she has uh, right at uh, four gig of space <laughs> left on that thing. I'm just surprised it's not screaming. Uh, that's, you know, you and I talk the, yeah. way, the, the way those uh, – uh, operating systems work like that. That's uh, that's way too tight. Yeah, she's she's like one video file away from absolute catastrophe on that thing. <laughs> so uh, I did tell her this weekend we should go in there and do some some cleanup. And she said, "Well, I got some pictures I can clean up." And I'm like, "No, no, your your pictures were not. That's not the problem. <laughs> no, there's a lot of other stuff there. So uh, so we need to go in and look around and clean a little of that up. But." Um, so I'm hopeful that uh, even though it's bigger than she wants, uh, she does live the app lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that the apps that she uses are stable right. on the platform. And um, but we'll see, you yeah. know. And and the fact that yeah yeah that she'll be able to to use it, I think I think that's going to be a huge deal. Uh, being able to install some of those iOS apps on macOS now is is going to be pretty significant. I think. Um, I know even back when I still had some modicum of trust in Google, that's been a while now, but I uh, had some Chromebooks that the Chromebooks that supported the Google Play Store, I mean, that was massive being able to use Android apps on your laptop. Yes. Um, combining, I'll say, the better quality of a lot of iOS apps with just more horsepower in the laptop itself. I think that's going to be a really big deal. And And the horsepower on these seems to be... A significant boost from the in the current Intel processors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I will be really curious. I've heard good things about it, um, much much like you had as well. I am really curious about that Air not having a fan. Um, that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. So I'll be I'll be curious how that plays out. And and so um, you're getting a, a 13 inch MacBook Pro. Uh, I'm getting uh, an Air for myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Jenny's getting an air, but um, um, I wanted I wanted to see the difference myself in the way I use stuff. Right. Um, I don't I don't do the things you do. I I consume the things you create, mm-hmm. and so I'll I'll be curious to see how that works. I'm I'm currently using for my work stuff a 16 inch MacBook Pro, uh, top of the line, and so I will turn that back in so we can redeploy that. And uh, I'm just going to try to to roll with the air and and see what happens. Yeah. But uh, the horsepower looks fairly significant, even uh, better than the 16 inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I'll be real curious how that plays out. That'll be good. That'll make a good future episode too. It will. So um, so hopefully uh, we might get one more episode in before those actually arrive because they are all. Uh, we ordered them with extra RAM, right. so all of them are going to take a little longer to uh, to ship. And then uh, we both, you and I both ordered the uh, HomePod Mini. Yep. And so uh, Which, I think we'll get those hopefully before Christmas. I am. I'm. I'm honestly. I was. I was really thinking. So uh, I, I just dove back into obviously subscribing to Apple One. 
um, Apple Music, which um, th- there'll be a huge post on my website about why that decision came about um, probably in the near future. But uh, I was like, you know, they just... Apple Music works with the Amazon Echo devices, which I have two of, um, but not not great. It's a little janky, and, and there are some issues with it at times. Um, the biggest being that there's no way to interface with it from my phone, meaning if you listen to a bunch of indie artists like I do who might have really weird names that the device can't understand, I can't pick that music from my phone and play yep. it, that sort of thing. Um, so I was like, you know, I... They just announced those HomePod minis. I know you and I had talked. I was on the fence about getting a HomePod when they went on sale before. And I was like, if they're going on sale that much, there's probably something new coming out. So I want to wait. Um, and I kind of figured, you know what? I'll uh, Maybe I'll get myself a, a HomePod mini. It's like a, I don't really do Christmas, but like a Christmas gift to myself. Um, so I'll wait a little while before I buy it. So it kind of comes closer to the end of the year. Um, and then you mentioned ordering one and when it was supposed to arrive. So I was like, I better order it immediately if I want to have a hope of getting it by Christmas. And, and the screen cap you, you posted last night, I, we ordered them maybe an hour apart. And yeah. I think yours is a week later. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, and, and I mean, the main reason I posted that screen cap is because free shipping was like, December 8th through the 24th or something yeah. with the estimates. And if I paid $8 for, shipping it went to december 7th through the 23rd so i could gain a day by paying eight dollars and i'm like l i'll just wait an extra 24 hours that's fine yeah i'll do the free (laughs) shipping so uh and then um maybe a little uh more um teasing but uh as we were sitting here i got the notice i've been waiting for this Uh, roku rolled out uh, airplay to all their devices they had not rolled it out to the Roku TVs yet. I have two Roku oh. TVs. I've got a 55-inch in the living room and a 42-inch uh, a in my uh, man cave. And uh, big fans of the TCL Roku TVs. And so they have rolled out uh, AirPlay to those. And so um, uh, I'm interested in trying those uh, for some of that uh, audio content that uh, – that I'm really interested in the iPod and the HomePod Mini for yeah, as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm living the Sonos life now. I do have a Apple Home or a, a Google Home. I I just that hadn't been sticky for me. We have the Amazon Echoes that hasn't been sticky for me. Uh, the Sonos is where I live, but mine doesn't have AirPlay, so I'm only I can only use the sources that are approved in the Sonos app mm-hmm. and some of them break frequently. For example, I'm I'm have a free Sirius XM uh, subscription right now and it worked and now it doesn't work. Yeah. Yes. I've uninstalled, reinstalled and it still doesn't work. Yeah, that that gets real frustrating. Um I've been kind of similar to you. I have I think two Google Home Minis that uh, neither of them are plugged in right now. I I bought one myself back when I was still in the Google ecosystem. And then I got another one for free uh, through Spotify, I believe, at one point in time. They weren't very sticky. And the more I've moved out of Google, the less it made sense to use those. The Amazon devices do have a lot better integration with the things that I use. Um, So I I do use them a decent bit. Uh, It has been helpful, and I'll be curious to see if this integrates with the HomePod. Um, One of the things I really like, actually, is I have my 
uh, Office 365 account linked to Amazon. And what I previously did was as I'm getting ready in the morning, I could ask it what was on my calendar. And it would read through my calendar ah, that's cool. the day so I could kind of plan for it. And uh, I still do that pretty regularly. But now they've added a new feature where, uh, and it's been very useful for working from home, um, it will prompt me at my meeting reminder times. So if I have a meeting and it's uh, going to no, start in cool. 15 minutes, my Echo will perk up and say, hey, in 15 minutes, you got this meeting coming up. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm glad you said that because I'm like eating lunch or, you know, whatever I'm in the middle of doing. I can huh, kind of prepare That is stuff. interesting. I'd like to, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, it's handy. So they probably need to open the, the garage doors. It's going to make a big racket. So, uh, John, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, we can just edit. We can have our editing team clear. <laughs> yeah, then, it'll be, then it'll be December 2022 when exactly. this episode gets out. Exactly. iOS 17 will be out. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll have new laptops again. Um, yeah. <laughs> people can find me online at uh, jfabhd.com. That's my main website. Links to all my other places where I have stuff on the internet. Uh, the big one that I'm probably the most active on that I link there is unusually.pink. That's where I've got my blog, and I'll expand on a lot of the topics we talk about here, some other things that we don't get to touch on, um, all kinds of good stuff gets posted onto that. How about you? Craftbrewgeek.com takes you to all my socials, and uh, I'm still working on that website, man. Still, still working there. Hey, every time I mention you on uh, unusually.pink, I use the website link so that whenever you get that up, it'll just it'll nicely just take, take you to the website. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be good. Maybe I'll work on that over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Hey, there you and, go. And uh, maybe Chris will give me some content. I've, I've got a lot of faith in you. I think you can do it. All right. <laughs> I'll see you next time, man. Yep. Have a good one.